This is Alex Addicts from the Practical Defense Podcast. You're listening to Karate Cafe. What caliber is your training? Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial art conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Go to www.piranagear.com for all your martial art equipment needs. And now the voices of the rest of the world's martial arts, and by default, Texas, Dan and Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Karate Cafe. I am your host, Paul Wilson. I am floating solo once again. Uh, my good friend Dan is, again, um, busy. But that's what happens sometimes in the rough, tough world of podcasting. Uh, we are back after last week's, let's call it a snafu, shall we? Um, as uh, you all know, no doubt by now, uh, is Steve Jobs passed away last Wednesday, uh, right as we, or about a couple hours, I guess, before we went live. But uh, the funny thing about that was then uh, the uh, the Mac here in uh, the massive Karate Cafe studio uh, decided to go with him, apparently. Um, and, uh, he crashed like six, seven, eight times. I don't know if, you know, Steve broke the internet at the same time. I don't know what's going on, but, uh, what I do know is that we are now on. And, uh, I did some testing to make sure everything was okay. I'm using another app to, uh, dial in, and it seems like everything is working. So we will go to it. Now, the sad part was, uh, we are now live, and there was like five or six people listening last week this week i don't see anybody logged in um i don't see anybody streaming and uh that kind of bums me out um anyway so we are going to go ahead and uh continue uh doing this uh talking to you and uh i'll share my um i will share the uh the topic which as we all know is uh which i put out using the social media that uh, i've been trying to get a hold of i guess i'll just wax poetic here for a minute, uh, trying to get with the, the plus, the Google plus, uh, trying to keep up with Facebook and, uh, and whatnot and the Twitter and keep everything out. Um, and let you guys know what's going on at this point. I will break for, uh, the, the seminar announcements. <laughs> so, um, actually, no, I won't, no, I won't, I won't break for the seminar announcement. I'll just keep on going. Um, first order of business is of course to remind you guys that, uh, if you're listening live, you can, uh, uh, tweet questions. You can IM if you're if you're listening live and got the chat client open. You can chat with me uh, on TalkShoe. Uh, if not, you can call in to TalkShoe if you'd like. Uh, you can call in at uh, 724-444-7444 and it's call 66603. Uh, and you can uh, listen over the phone. You can uh, leave some comments or some suggestions, ask some questions. And uh, we'll have you on. Keep it short, keep it sweet, and we'll put it on. You can also do the same thing at, uh, you can tweet us questions or comments at at Karate Cafe on the Twitter. And you can uh, uh, text us questions if you want uh, on our uh, comment line, uh, 469-844-5791. I'll let you do that right now if you want to. And if you don't, well, we'll let it go. Anyway, um, uh, so anyway, uh, last week we had some uh, serious... um, issues with uh, the feed because I, I can only assume that the entire internet was keening 
crying out for the loss of Steve Jobs. I know uh, it affected me. I mean, obviously, it affected our, our Mac here at, at the Credit Cafe's massive studio. Um, but it also, uh, I mean, I'm an IT guy, so that kind of resounded through our world. Uh, nothing to do with martial arts. Just letting you know what was going on. However, uh, that being said, um, I also had put out a, a, a call, a hue, a cry for people to get back on the forums. Uh, as you know, we do have the forums there at creditcafe.com. Uh, many of you that are listening are members already, and we appreciate that. Uh, but I, I reminded people that, indeed, they can get on there and uh, leave comments and suggestions and, and all manner of uh, discussion. And uh, sure enough, uh, several people um, signed up. More than a few people signed up and had already signed up, but unfortunately, they had um, got caught up in one of the spam purges, and so they had to re-sign up. So I appreciate that. There's been some good uh, topics on there about uh, starting a club and running martial art clubs and uh, various and sundry things like that. So if you're listening and you haven't been on the forums in a while, hop back on there. If you're listening and you haven't joined the forums, go to cartercafe.com, click on forums, and join up. We'd appreciate it. It's a uh, it's a great uh, information, and also follow us on, on Twitter at Karate Cafe, all one word. Uh, that would be a, a great way to uh, share information. Uh, topics, suggestions, questions, uh, interview ideas, what have you. Just go ahead and share those anytime, anywhere, and we would surely appreciate it. So I'm just going to take a, a, a moment to uh, wait. I'm, again, streaming live right now, but I'm going to take a moment and uh, wait and see if anybody else hops on, and then we'll get on with our topic. Okay, here are your seminar updates. Remember, November 5th, Okinawan Karate Club of Dallas is hosting a seminar by Bill Hayes. Seminar focuses on the old concepts of Shorunu Karate, life protection mindsets, warrior wellness, and their application within Koju Kata. For more information, go to www.okcdallas.com. On November 6th in Syracuse, New York, Syracuse Junicon is hosting Mark Laux Sensei for a day of authentic Okinawan karate training. Along with a one-hour session for children, Laux Sensei will teach three sessions for adult karateka. They include a deep look at karate fundamentals, a review of the Nahate approach to Sanshin, and for advanced students, a detailed look at applied kata. Any questions can be directed to Dave Adi at 315-382-8085. And don't forget, December 9th through the 11th in Athens, Texas, the Athens Karate School 10th Annual Winter Tuite Camp will be going on. This year it features Isao Kisei Kaicho, son of our Grandmaster Fusei Kisei, and we'll be covering all facets of Tuite, including chokes, gun, and knife disarms. For more information, contact John Shipes Hanshi at 903-675-3229. And as always, if you need more information, you can email us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Okay, we are back. Uh, so today's topic was last week's topic before everything went, went south. And uh, that topic was uh, 20-year-old showdowns and, uh, versus the multi-style slash system masters. Uh, I know I got several people who uh, actually uh, wanted to, <laughs> they sent me an email asking the question, you know, what's the topic about? Are you going to tick people off? I probably will. But like some martial art podcasts, I'm not afraid to step on toes and actually be forthright about what I'm talking about. Um, but most people, uh, oh, we got a uh, logged in viewer. 
listener, I guess, would be probably more important. And uh, it's our good friend Ben from uh, Minnesota. Ben, welcome. Welcome uh, back to the show to to listen to the, all that is Karate Cafe. Uh, we were just getting into the topic. Uh, anyway, uh, my thrust was um, uh, increasing the forums and, and kind of hanging out and, and, and listening to talking. And, of course, just, you know, the, from the years of being in the martial arts, uh, not that I'm the, you know, the wizened master or anything, but, you know, I've been in a, a little while. Uh, <coughs> I, I've noticed kind of a trend of people, and it's kind of, you know, you can call it a martial arts stereotype. You can call it um, a journalism, uh, call it what you will. But here's one of the things that I've noticed. Uh, there is a, uh, a subset, perhaps a subset of a subset of people who fall into one of those two categories of the topic. They are, uh, they've been a showdown for decades, uh, and, and really, it, it can apply to, like, they've been X rank for a really, really long time. And uh, we'll expand on that in a moment. And then there's also the guys who have trained in a lot of different systems or styles, and they're masters, uh, for whatever reason. Uh, let me speak to either one of them individually, and then we'll get into them as a whole, because that's much more fun, right? <coughs> so... The, uh, the the 20-year showdown. Um, okay, now, uh, first off, for full disclosure before I get into the 20-year-old showdown thing, uh, as I've discussed before in the, in the show, uh, and anyone who knows me, who's trained with me, uh, I've gone a long time between uh, promotions. Uh, yeah, I got my showdown in, like, 90, 89 or 90 or whatever, and then I didn't get my knee on until, like, 96, and then I didn't get my uh, sandan until 2004. <laughs> 2004 or 2006 maybe I don't know and then uh, I just got Yandan uh, last June or July or, or whatever so um, I, 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 I'm trying to creep up on it a little bit quicker anyway uh, so I I have no flaw with or I have no problem with long times between promotions it's that's that's beside the point that's <laughs> and congratulations for Ben <laughs> thanks man uh, actually, yeah, I don't think I've seen Ben. Ben is actually a member of our federation. I don't think I've seen you since uh, I uh, I got promoted. So uh, we're on the same row, baby, once again. <coughs> uh, anyway, uh, so, but I, I've, I've noticed these guys who are, uh, and invariably it's usually an Okinawan style, honestly, uh, but but there's some other styles that are, uh, uh, that are involved. And one of the things that I've noticed is... The, like they, they've gone, they've trained, they've got their black belt, and then for whatever reason they've like lost touch with their instructor. They had a falling out. Call it what you will. Uh, it really doesn't matter. But for some reason, then you know when, when you run up against them in the board, or you know you're talking to them in, in, at a martial arts supply store or, or whatever, and they're they've been a, a showdown for X amount of time, and they're kind of proud of it, and uh, and, and perhaps they should be. Uh, but the problem is, is they kind of talk about, you know, they wear it like a, a little badge of honor, like I've been a showdown for 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 two decades and and all that, and they want to give you all these opinions on stuff they they've got. Um, but for my money, uh, and generally speaking, and again, this is not for everybody, uh, is <clears throat> you know a lot of these guys they're speaking to something that they have essentially what is a beginner's knowledge of something. Um, now again, all this has asterisks and caveats and uh, and whatnot. But uh, you know what, what we got to look at is, and you got guys who uh, 
in my opinion and the opinion of several other people who, who I've talked to have said that when you hit showdown, you're like a serious beginner. You're really ready to learn. You've learned the ba- you've learned the basics. Perhaps you've mastered the basis, basics, quote unquote. Uh, but you're really kind of at the point where you can uh, maybe not even teach, but you can probably not even teach really. Um, but that you can actually, you know, pursue the art uh, more fully and more in depth. And at that point, these guys jump ship. They jump ship for a variety of reasons. Like a lot of times in Okinawan styles, I find that it's guys who have who trained in Okinawa. They train with a, uh, some grandmaster, doesn't matter who it is, <coughs> get promoted to black belt, and then at some point they move back to the United States and disappear off the face of the earth relative to Okinawa. Or, you know, they were training with a guy who didn't really have that big of a federation, so there's really no one else that when they get back here or back to the United States for our international listeners, um, when they get back to the United States or wherever they, where they're from, uh, there's no one else that trains them. So they may get lost in the wilderness for a little while. They may, um, may study another style. <clears throat> but what I find that a lot of these guys that are kind of quote-unquote egregious about it is, you know, maybe they open up their school and they kind of do their thing and they bury themselves in, you know, their world. And they're teaching students, and, you know, uh, they may promote uh, students up to, I guess, probably their level. Um, but, in my opinion, they're probably missing something. Uh, now, granted, they've been working at it for however long they've been working at it. Like, say, it's 20 years down the road. That means, means they've been refining their their basics, you know, or you know, their, their fundamental, their foundation for a couple of decades. And pretty much we all have, I, th- I think, uh, at... at as a serious instructor or, you know, anyone who's been doing it for, for a while, you, you know, should be. Like, I've been essentially doing the basics for 20-whatever years, 24 years, I guess. Um, so I should be pretty good at it. But within that 24 years, I've also, <coughs> saying for the last, since, well, let's say, 1990, um, or whenever I got my show done, or whenever you get your first degree, uh, there's additional information, there's refinement, there's uh, a, a path that is not the same as as a beginner. You know, um, you've got uh, different role models, you've got different techniques, different levels of techniques, different refinements of techniques, um, maybe completely different applications of techniques that you're missing. Uh, and you may stumble upon them on your own, and, and it's not to say that, that someone doesn't. And it's also not to say that someone who has a, a showdown in, in a particular style or system and never trains with anybody else again and just does exactly what they do every day, uh, that their martial art will not be good and will not be effective. Um, but the problem about it is, <coughs> I think some of these guys, and kind of where I'm getting at with that, right after you take a little drink. The the issue that I have with some of these guys <coughs> is that it's almost as if they purposely... <laughs> Uh, set out to not get promoted, um, especially you know uh, with these days uh, of the internets and the and the the Facebooks and and whatnot, it's kind of almost impossible not to run into somebody who has trained in your branch of martial arts. It's almost impossible not to contact Okinawa and <coughs> or the old country du jour of your of your style. Uh, and so I think as a martial artist, you're doing yourself a disservice, and as a martial artist who goes on to be an instructor, you're also doing your students a bit of a disservice by not pursuing that farther. Uh, you've, you're, you're kind of studying yourself. Um, 
you know, and there's uh, there's uh, within our style, within um, you know the Shonru world and and the Matsumura world, in particular, there are guys who who trained in Okinawa, you know, back in the 50s and the 60s, or probably more likely the 60s and the 70s, and they left and they came back to the United States, and they never went back to Okinawa, and many of them never contacted their instructor again for decades, if at all. Um, they, they they trained in what they did and they they did what they did, and they were whatever rank they were when they left. You know, some guys are are more than shodans. Some guys are yondans. Some guys are are godans by the time they leave. Um, but the but the issue is they leave and they never look back. <clears throat> and then at some point, because they have decided, you know, and and I think it's more of a conscious decision to not contact anybody and not seek out other students. Uh, and I think there's probably a little bit of ego involved there. I learned that I learned it this way, and it's the best way. And nanny nanny boo boo. I'm not going to do anything else. So they don't seek out other systems. They don't seek out uh, other systems, kind of like theirs, that may uh, influence what they have. And and they just walk down that path. Now, as we all know, uh, you know, if you take a a string from point A and start walking to point B, and if point B is undefined. <laughs> You you don't know if you're still straight. Well, okay, maybe a string is not the best analogy because it's going to be pretty much straight as long as it's taut. Um, uh, but it's a straight line, you know, and you can start going off a degree, you know, every year. And at 20 years, you're 20 degrees off, you know. So, uh, you know, and at 30 years, you're 30 degrees off. So, you know, I, I think that, that the guys who have run around as... Uh, proudly saying, well, you know, I haven't been promoted. Shodan's enough for me. Uh, you know, I, I've I said that for a while, and then uh, I kind of uh, said that uh, Yandan is enough for me. Once I get my Yandan, I'm not really interested in testing anymore because I kind of think you've achieved a goal there, and I think many people would agree with me. You know, that you know, in, in our federation, at least, Yandan is a, is a pretty good milestone. Um it's not to say that I'm going to stop learning. It's not to say that I'm not going to start seeking out knowledge, and and I'm not moving, not not moving towards uh, promotion or uh, whatnot. Although I haven't really been working on my instructor certification like I should be. Um, that's neither here nor there. That's my that's my road to hoe, folks. Uh, what I think they're they're lacking is that correcting hand. Uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be. Necessarily, like you know, we have Hanchi and Kaicho uh, in our system come every year or sometimes twice a year and and talk to us, talk to our senior instructors. They correct us, you know. I mean, I'm I'm on the floor doing basics, and you know, I'm still getting corrected on stuff, which isn't you know shocking to anybody's in the federation that I might get corrected on something. But uh, in uh, but I see other people getting corrected on things. So I mean, they're there just to give a little tweak give you some concepts to, to move on. And I think that the the guys who have, you know, um, uh, decided to kind of alienate themselves from fellow students and their uh, their instructor or seek out a new instructor is kind of uh, kind of limiting themselves. And I think that, again, they're wearing it like a little badge of honor when really I think it's kind of detrimental. Uh, I, 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 you know, I mean, again, I know there's people out there who are probably... Their karate is better than mine. Actually, correction. There's tons of people out there whose karate is better than mine. There's, uh, but there's plenty of these, you know, 20-year shodans that their karate is good. Their martial art of choice is, is really good. 
maybe they had, maybe they were in a style with a ring structure that really didn't have that much after showdown. Maybe it's just you know hit there and it kind of go in the ether and and they're good. <clears throat> but but it's the guys who get behind it and say like you know oh until you know unless my sensei gives it to me I'm not going to take it. Well, but you know you haven't talked to your sensei in 30 years. It's probably not going to happen, dude. Time to move on. Um, now, <clears throat> and a reminder to anyone who's there, you can chat questions or comments. You can. Uh, Text us comments or questions at 469-844-5791. You can call into the show at 724-444-7444-66603 is the show number. Or you can uh, tweet us a question, comment, or um, you know, tell me I'm completely wrong at uh, at Karate Cafe on the Twitter, as we all know. <clears throat> now, so now we come to the the other side of the equation, which was um, our good friends the. Uh, multi-system masters. <clears throat> now, I think these guys are probably more prevalent in um, uh, in the martial arts, really, honestly. Uh, I think that um, you see a lot more of these guys, especially in America uh, or in the, you know, in the United States. Uh, you see a lot more of that. And these guys who have, you know, th- gone to many styles, you know, and it's not to say that they, uh, and there's varying degrees, of course, you know, there's guys who are like green belt in one style, and, you know, blue belt in the other style, and a black belt maybe in this one style, and, you know, they've gone to seminars and, and whatnot, and <clears throat> they come together, and a couple things happen. One, they create their own system. Um, there's a there's a, a cat that, uh, in our area, that has created a system, and uh, got promoted, and he's, you know, and, and the other kooky thing, and this is just an aside and it's annoying to me, is guys that create their own system and don't even make themselves the grandmaster of it. They make themselves like a fifth degree in it. <laughs> it's like, well, it's your system, dude, you know. So uh, you should be uber-duber grandmaster. Brown belt in one style, black belt in some other style, you know, <clears throat> whatever. And they put together a quote-unquote a system and make themselves the grandmaster of it. Um, or, you know, they will, you know, hang out and, and people give them you know, you promote me and I'll promote you, and, you know, uh, my students get together and they promote me to 6th or 7th, and then, you know, uh, my buddies get together and they promote me to, um, you know, Grand Poobah, 15th degree, or whatever, <coughs> which, and and I think that's, like, even more of a disservice, really, uh, because, again, just like with our good friends, the 20-year-old showdowns, or 20-year showdowns, uh, and, of course, the 35-year-old masters are another great uh, example of uh, a subset of this subset. Um, but we've got, uh, you know, you've got guys there that, you know, are, are strolling around, you know, rocking masters and grandmasters um, that, you know, do they deserve it? Maybe they don't deserve it. You know, that's, it's not my place to say, but it's my place to, as a martial artist to go like, well, you know what, dude, <coughs> you're, you're saying you're a master of whatever, but can you back it up? Now, I know there's going to be at least a couple of people out there that may or may not be listening right now who are going to say, like, yes, meet me on the floor. Um, <clears throat> but that's not always where, especially in the martial arts, where it counts because uh, sparring does not always indicate fighting ability uh, or self-defense ability or the quality of your martial arts. Uh, it just means you can hit somebody really hard. Um, uh, which, you know, may be all it takes, I guess. <laughs> you know, and so that's, it's not to say that that's... Um, not a good measure, but let's just call it this way. <coughs> nah, it's almost, it's almost false advertising. Well, I mean, it, it is depending on how you look at it. Now, if you have somebody who uh, shows up 
and is, is te are teaching your students. Well, let's say uh, having a, a classic example. Um, I know of a, a school in the area where the uh, the instructor uh, is a master, claims to be a master, head master certificates, blah blah blah. Um, one of his students got the black belt, and then realized. There's nothing more for me to learn because uh, at the the art this person was was teaching primarily um, was an art that they only had a showdown in. Um, they claimed rank in other arts and higher rank in in a couple other arts, but this is the art they were teaching. So now after that point, there was nothing more from that system to teach, um, and you know. Part of me kind of goes like, okay, well now they're officially spinning the wheels because there, there, there's no follow-on stuff. Uh, the other part of me, kind of the purest part of me, kind of goes like, well, you know, there's really nothing wrong with that because if there's nothing more to teach, then you focus on the core part of the the art. Um, but like in our system, uh, there's refinements on top of refinements on top of refinements. Uh, you know, there's there's sort of a base linear part. There's a base, you know, a next level is you know linear. <coughs> would change body. So, um, you know, the uh, you, you change body, but you're still, you know, essentially linear. And, and then as it goes up, it becomes more circular, it becomes more soft. So there's that whole, that arc of refinement. Um, now, the devil's advocate in me will, will say that both the 20-year-old Shodan, 20-year Shodan, I kind of stopped saying 20-year-old Shodan, because I, th I was a 20-year-old Shodan. <laughs> uh, the 20-year Shodan and the, the Multi-Style Master, or MSM, from now on, um, uh, there's nothing to say that they can't attain that, that they can't work at it, move up, um, learn what they're going to learn, and um, apply it. They stumble upon it, whatever, with no guiding hand and with no one else to help keep them on the way. There's nothing to say that they won't do that. Uh, however, it's been my experience uh, to gain the opinion that that doesn't always happen, that they kind of just kind of do what they do, and they probably supplement it with other stuff. So, like in our system, you know, after Shodan, there's there's more kata, uh, and but there's much more refining of the techniques down below. There's much more application, there's much more uh, research and doing technique to try and, um, you know, refine it, I guess. You know, it takes a long time in a river to make a rock smooth, um, as a wise man once told me. And uh, and I agree with that. So, uh, however, there's, uh, you know, a certain amount of refining and... Uh, there's refining and refining, I guess, is, is my point. You can get somebody who, you know, if you punch a million times and, and you're concentrating on doing that punch really well, you're probably going to do that punch pretty well. Um... And you might refine it even further. I mean, it, technically, you may you punch hard, you punch straight, you punch true, you very punch accurately. Um, but someone who's been training for decades longer could c come up to you and go like, okay, now, but if you change this little thing, then it's a little bit more effective. But you weren't ready for that 10 years ago. Now you're ready for that now. Uh, and you might have stumbled upon that, but since you don't, you didn't see where the path was going, really, maybe you're going to miss all that. The exact same thing is to be said for the uh, the 20-year showdown. They're going to miss that that bit of refinement too because they haven't 
you know, been enter- they haven't entered the temple yet, you know, they haven't maybe seen where it's going. Uh, yeah, I've worked with, with Shodans and, and Black Belts, uh, Shodans and Brown Belts, excuse me, and in my opinion, uh, I've seen on, and I'm kind of like, you know, they don't get it yet. They don't, they don't see it yet. <clears throat> they, you know, they can hit harder than me, you know, arguably who can't. Uh, they move faster than me, you know, call it what you will. Um, but there'll be something that, you know, maybe the way I'm blocking, maybe the way I'm moving, uh, the way I understand how their body moves, etc., that, that that they miss, and that might give me the advantage uh, in a defense situation, uh, and also in the dojo, uh, which I support. Uh, let's see, our good friend Ben says, he agrees, sparring doesn't properly reflect actual scenarios and restricts us to using relatively, quote-unquote, harmless targets for our partner's benefit. That's true. Um, and, you, and you can't go all the way. Um, you know, um, for example, uh, I've heard of uh, places, you know, when they do, they do sparring nights or whatever. And, well, they call them fight nights. So it's fight night. We're fighting, we're fighting, we're fighting. You're not fighting. Because if, you know, you're, you're doing it and one person gets up and leaves, or they both people get up and leave, you're, you're not fighting. Um, and it's, it's sparring. It may be hard sparring. You know, people may get bruised, people may get bloody, but they're not fighting. There's that extra level of um, uh, a mindset, you know, it's, you're not trying to, when, when, when you're sparring and, and you're sparring at any level, um, you are uh, almost certainly not thinking about, uh, you know, protecting yourself, protecting your loved ones, uh, the chance that you have to use, you know, deadly force or some level of uh, deadly force. Uh, to stop the altercation. You're concerned with scoring a hit. You're concerned with getting a point. You're concerned with anything other than escaping or saving somebody. So, you know, maybe uh, uh, when people are sparring, maybe that should be part of the goal is um, uh, maybe not necessarily... Uh, oh, here we go. Karate Cafe Tangent. Maybe not necessarily, uh, you know, when you when people line up and they spar and, okay, you know, Hajime... <clears throat> and they go, maybe the, whoever's running it should say, like, okay, there's somebody behind you, and that's your family member. And uh, and, and you have to protect them. This person is going to try and uh, beat you, and I guess maybe you need to put some criteria of, you know, they sweep you, whatever, they can get to, maybe you just have to uh, get, keep yourself between them and your, uh, your target, you know, uh, or I guess your your family member. Of, of du jour, call it what you will. Um, I, I, there needs to be a goal, essentially, I guess, is, is, is what I'm pushing for. And for me, the goal is always um, escape or defense. You know, we do everything, as I'm sure you've heard me say before, <laughs> in my school, we do everything defensively. So someone's attacking you, someone's attacking you, someone's punching, someone's kicking, uh, someone's grabbing. <clears throat> but it's never stand up in a pose, you know, ready to go, hajime. Uh, it may go there, uh, but I think if you start trading... Uh, start trading techniques at the fight and I will end up fighting the guy who's better than me and I don't want to do that. Um, so I want them to attack me. I want to do what I need to do to escape or, you know, what it does, it, it merits it. But again, you know, and see, so I think that, uh, bring it back to the topic because, my God, I'm going to, uh, that might be one of the components that both the 20-year master and the uh, SMM, S- MSM, that's right, <laughs> said uh, is missing. 
you know, they, they, they don't get the part about, you know, the the loftier uh, levels of martial art training. Uh, they're training, they're more on the martial part and the more than less on the art. Uh, I, I personally think that martial arts as a term for the way the civilians <laughs> portray it is, is a misnomer, and they shouldn't call it that. You know, like, I, <clears throat> I really shouldn't say I teach martial arts. I don't actually, I teach defense arts. Uh, I agree with our good friend Ian Abernathy, who uh, many of you may have uh, heard he was in the United States just last weekend uh, in Missouri, and we missed him, darn it. Um, but uh, he posits, and I agree, is that it's a civilian protection system. Uh, although many of the guys that kind of put karate together from an Okinawan standpoint, some of them were bodyguards of the king or, or whatnot, but <clears throat> I don't think it was necessarily fostered so much in the military. I'm sure there's quite a bit of it was, but it was more of a cultural thing. I mean, you know, every village had kind of its own art a little bit. Uh, hey, we just got a whole nother listener. Hey there. Guest number three, how are you? Uh, it's our good buddy, Dave Adi. Hey, Dave, how's it going? Uh, Gojuru Stylish from uh, New York. Better late than never. I'm not repeating it all, Dave. I'm not. I'm not. You're going to have to listen to the, the rest of it. Um, anyway, uh, you know, <coughs> so the martial art standpoint, I think, is uh, kind of a misnomer. And we had uh, one of my favorite interviews uh, and one of our favorite shows is when we talked to uh, Shane Franklin, who was at the time, he's now retired from the military, from the Marines, uh, but he was running the uh, Marine Martial Art Program. And, and he said, to paraphrase, he said, you know, if it comes to hand-to-hand, I've done something wrong. And so uh, that's kind of the mindset, and I would think in the military, of, you know, you shoot them from a distance. Uh, <laughs> Dave was busy teaching some karate as opposed to just talking about it. Ha, ha, ha. Gotcha. Um, and for those of you guys who uh forgotten, Dave uh, has written a great uh, training manual, primer, call it what you will, the Gojuru Study Guide. Go to gojurustudyguide.com. Uh was it slash karate cafe? <laughs> I know, I know. He says it's not what he meant. I know. Uh, <clears throat> we kid because we love. Uh, anyway, if you guys want to go check out his uh, uh, his manual, it's got a ton of great information in there and great interviews and uh, all kinds of goodness. Anyway, off to that topic, back on to the real topic. Um, so, you know, saying it's uh, a, a martial arts, you know, is, is, is a martial thing. Uh, indicates that you know there's war, it's, there's fighting, there's stuff going on. Whereas you know really, for 99% of us, uh, we don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to. If you have to defend somebody, you have to defend somebody. If you have to defend yourself, you have to defend yourself. Um, you know, there's this, you know, our old sensei Gurney Halleck once said, you know, you fight no matter the mood. You know, so you've got to do what you got to do. That being said. You, we have to operate within the civilian world. Okay, so I think that probably getting back to our our good friends, the 20-year Shodan and the uh, MSM, MSM, yep. Uh, I needed to get an anagram that's better than, huh, guys? <coughs> getting back to that. Um, I think they may have missed that component They because they were, you know, basically steeped in the world of beginner stuff. And now they have refined their beginnerness to a level... That is, is quite good, you know, but they're missing the component of of maturing along that path, um, 
learning techniques that, you know, yeah, they can't do a black belt, but maybe they can do a sixth degree. And, and the same thing with the with the, uh, the the multi-style master. You know, they didn't stick around long enough to learn the core component of the arts. I mean, you know, we have people <clears throat> that, you know, they'll go and they'll, they'll uh, take, you know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is always hot. Uh, they'll go take uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for a little while and then turn around and, you know, incorporate it in their system, you know, especially if they made their own system, uh, incorporate it in their system and uh, be super-duper happy with it. But they don't understand the complete depth of the system as much as I understand it, um, you know, because you can teach a blue belt. So uh, I figure if you can teach, there it's pretty much kind of the base uh, foundation of the art. So if you can teach a blue belt, then, you know, maybe that's indicative of, and, and in not a derogatory way, that's indicative to, um, let's say, indicative to the depth of the art, but I don't mean that in a bad way. And welcome to guest number four. We have yet another listener. Um, this is great. This is hopefully some of the people <laughs> that uh, were, was on last week before we had the, the huge meltdown of the Internet. <coughs> um, so uh, I think what, what we'll find when we step back and then look at you know both of these guys, the, the 20-year Masters and the, and the 20-year Shodan, <coughs> and their, their proud... Uh, proud Nyan to um, annoying uh, insistence that you know they're perfectly happy to be showed on to um, people who are you know perfectly happy to have many belts and many different arts and then somehow end up being a master of whatever someone uh, decides to you know do. Uh, <coughs> I, th- I think it's. I don't know if it's even two ends of the same of a spectrum. I think it's basically one end, <laughs> one big fat end of, of of one spectrum. And I think that they're both missing out on uh, a refined art, you know, a, a, a full understanding of what it is that they do. And, and it's not to say that that you know, I mean, our good friend Dan, my co-host, I mean, he studied a couple, three different arts, and you know, it's. That's just the way he goes. Now he's studying karate. Um, But the flip side is he's not walking around saying he's a master. Uh, He understands that he still has a long way to go. Um, Were were I of a mind to go and train in different arts, uh, which I do, but train for rank and then, you know, get to be a black belt in it and then, you know, walk away or brown belt, call it what you will, Scott. It's Scott from a few weeks ago. Hi, Scott. Welcome back. Um, and <laughs> glad we could be on the air for you, <laughs> uh, as opposed to the the horrible, horrible, horrible mess we had last week. Um, anyway, uh, you know, I think that uh, these guys that uh, have not attended, I mean, they can love their art. They can love their, the stink out of their art. Um, but I think they're doing a disservice to themselves, and I think they're just doing a disservice to students um, <clears throat> if they don't continue pursuing it you know it, it wasn't so bad you know and, and you know 20 years ago before we you know we had the internet uh, you know it, it, people you know couldn't just pick up the phone and call Okinawa <laughs> necessarily because you know the phone system was it wasn't that great it's really expensive you know uh, he, he, there was a language issue you know there, there were several hurdles, you know, short of actually going back to Okinawa. Um, 
But then, then that begs the question for a lot of these guys, like, you know, why didn't they go back to Okinawa? I mean, granted, it's pretty expensive. <laughs> uh, but there's no reason why they couldn't. We know there's, there was a guy that I know that, um, and I'm sure anyone who my federation knows, always complains that, you know, that we were doing, thi- were doing things incorrectly and things were changed and blah, 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 blah. And then when he finally went back to Okinawa after 30 or 40 years, he actually found out that he was missing something, that uh, maybe he didn't get as full a picture as he was saying that he did. Um, you know, our good friend Dave there, he uh, shows up, <coughs> he goes, I think every year, right, Dave? Um, or a couple times a year, or, or whatever. He he goes back and he gets refreshing. He gets um, training from uh, his master, uh, Let's see. Guest number three, Dave, says Okinawa trip is not so expensive and should be part of the operating cost budget if you're teaching Okinawan karate. Uh, I agree with that, with the exception of, you know, I don't really have that many students. <laughs> and uh, uh, the operating cost for budgeting that would be I couldn't do anything else. Uh, but, but yes, I agree. If if uh, you should, we have, um, every year we have our good friend, uh, uh, Van Sensei from Louisiana is going in like 30 days. He's going to, to Okinawa, I think, for the first time. Um, <clears throat> I went once in the Navy, but I didn't actually get to get off the boat, so kind of bummed me out. I had 10 students, and it was enough to, for me to fund my trip. <coughs> How much are you charging those guys? Anyway, um, let's know here or there. Um, the, uh, but, but yeah, I mean, that's it. one of the things that I do with well, pretty much the only thing I do with, with my money is uh, save up to uh, go to camp and whatnot. Uh, and uh, because we are lucky enough to have uh, our instructors, Hanshi and his son, Kaicho, they, they come in. So we've got that going for us. Um, and But but even doing that, you know, putting yourself in a position where, you know, you've you've got some, you know, you've got other students, you know, perhaps students who are more, you know, uh, advanced than you, let's say. Uh, maybe people who trained maybe, you know, 10, 10 years after you did may have some follow-on knowledge, let's say, that, that maybe you didn't get. Uh, and and as I, the, like the example I made of the guy, he went back to Okinawa, he went and trained with the, with the like, head student of uh, his teacher and found out that there was pieces of parts that he had been kind of either glossed over, maybe you forgot, maybe he didn't see him. I don't know, but it's just like I was talking about earlier about, you know, the line going straight um, may not be as uh, as straight as you think. <laughs> you can get off a degree or two o- over the years. Uh, I, I think that that's a big thing, and I think that's actually probably core to both of these people, is that, um, you know, if you don't have someone to kind of refresh you and, and, and line you back out, uh, you may have been... You know, maybe you may be off the path. You may be in the woods, uh, and, but you may still stumble your way up the mountain and reach an enlightenment. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, it's really more. <coughs> I guess what it really boils down to for me, it's it's more of an attitude thing. I mean, a- again, you know, I, it was whatever it was, six years from Shodan to Nidan. It was almost ten years to Sandan. You know, and and I don't begrudge that time. I mean, there were, there were periods where I just I couldn't get promoted. I was in the Navy. I was gone. I was traveling. I wasn't training as much. Um, but by the same token, I mean, but I, even at that point, I was still training. I was still refining. And I still had contacts. I still had people to go talk to. I had people I could talk to on the internet when the internet finally was uh, invented by Al Gore. When um, I went to uh, 
you know, uh, wouldn't be able to catch camp every now and again. Or, you know, uh, when I was in the Navy traveling around, I was lucky enough to find a, a dojo that was nearby to, to stop. I, ha- I had that, you know, touchstone to kind of go through. Uh, and I think that people who have, you know, decided not to go after that touchstone, uh, I think a lot of it is probably due to ego. Um, you know, I learned from the best, and why should I bother, you know, talking to you because you're not him? You know, uh, some of it is perhaps because, you know, there is no one there, you know, but then why not go and <laughs> then you might end up going down the path of the multi-style master and go train in another another system. Um, yeah, I uh, I ran into a, a guy, he came and trained with me once, and he had trained as, as a young man with Master Soken in Okinawa, uh, or he trained with a... I can't remember. It was, it was several years ago, and he had to remember if he trained with somebody who trained in Okinawa. But anyway, it was it was a fairly short line. And um, but anyway, he came in and came to class, and he went to the basics with us. And he was like, "Oh, okay. Well, yeah, these are a little different than I remember." Uh, and he said, "Well, you know, we did this." I was like, "Oh, yeah. Well, you know, we kind of do that, but you know, we either maybe do it maybe a little farther up advanced. You know, he may have learned techniques that were more advanced. And again, you know, it's been years since he actually had trained, so his recollection of that technique may not have been as solid as it was. And uh, you know, he said, "I did these every morning. I, I did my kata every morning, and then you know, I got married and I had kids, and kind of fell out." And so, you know, there's that kind of the gray area. Still loved martial arts, still kind of did it every now and again, but would lose the path. Um, you know, it's and, and it's easy to do. It's You know, it's easy to do. I mean, there, there'll be times where, like, from camp to camp, there'll be something that I missed. And, you know, and I'm doing this you know, all the time, at, you know, a couple days a week at, at a minimum. So, <clears throat> you know, there's... Uh, and, and probably to the, quote-unquote, detriment of the... Um, 20-year showdown, you know, if you're teaching people, then you're then refreshing the basics anew, you know, because you're having to teach people. So you have to tell them the same thing over and over again, and then you get somebody who's white belt, and then you get new white belts in, you got to do that again. And and so teaching people up to showdown, or first degree, or, you know, second degree, whatever you are, (coughs) all that gets reinforced again, and for good or ill. I mean, you know, and, and how... How accurate your recollection of that is may may stray, um, you know. And again, you may still, you know, attain from the chance of doing it over and over and over again. You may stumble upon a key technique that you would have learned about that same time in training anyway, with while getting promoted. But uh, it is my contention that if you actually strive to, you know, get past that, and um, you know, go out in the world and don't just log into a forum and and say, well, I remember it being this way, and I'm perfectly happy being a showdown, nanny nanny boo-boo. <clears throat> um, at that point, I think you're kind of painting yourself in a corner by saying, I'm a showdown by God, and, you know, I don't feel any worse of it. I, I don't need any rank, but I can guarantee you, <laughs> if, like, you know, your, your instructor happened to find you on Facebook and say, hey, I'm going to promote you to 6th degree because you've been training this long and blah, 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 they'll probably take it. You know, um, and uh, I have heard of a few people who have have done that. You know, they left Okinawa or whatever as a second degree, uh, and you know, ten, fifteen years later, they go back to Okinawa, whatever, <coughs> and get bumped up. You know, to whatever they probably would have been had they 
you know, been been training on a regular basis. And they don't go like, oh, no, no, no. I'm perfectly happy being a Shodan. You know, it's it's just because, you know, you say you don't want the rank doesn't mean you're, you're not going to take it. And by and large, I bet they will. <laughs> I, I bet they're going to take it. I mean, uh, th- there have been times where, you know, uh, you, you've seen people who will will say will state you know you know I don't want that rank you know I don't want that but I I bet they take it when it comes down the pipe I'm I disagree the uh, conversely you have the uh, S M S M multi style masters and uh, it, they're they're kind of the same way it's for you know it, to point out the stereotype <coughs> they're really you know, like someone will walk up and go like hey I'm from a shoot fourth degree sure <laughs> you know. Uh, my big issue with the multi-style masters more so than um, than them not being able to them. I hate to say back it up because you know that that again goes into the whole thing we were talking about earlier about fighting and sparring and, and you know the martial arts may be fine, um, just not refined, perhaps. Um, but you know if they'll take whatever rank someone will give them for whatever reason. You know, that's a little bit of an ego trip. They get to put it on their I love me wall and stuff like that. I mean, I mean, say someone were to walk up to me, you know, from, you know, the United States Cul-de-Sac Karate Association and say, oh, yeah, well, you're a fourth degree in Shodandu. We'll make you a fourth degree, uh, you know, in, or fifth degree in our style, you know, or whatever. Well, you should probably be a fifth degree. You're really that good, quote-unquote. Well, so, you know, there we go. <laughs> and, you know, am I going to say, no, no, thank you? I'll probably say, sure, thanks, thanks a lot. And I'll take the rank and, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. But I'm at no time would I say that I am a fifth degree, you know, because I haven't trained in their style. I really understand their style. It may not be a style. It may just be association. And and so that's kind of one of the one of the issues that I have is an association handing out rank that doesn't have a curriculum established with it. Um, and people walking around, you pimping that, going like, "Look, I'm a this and that and this and that." Uh, you know, there's that world soke family head of family whatever association <clears throat> that a lot of times when you see guys that have a sort of incomplete bio uh, or a questionable, interesting bio or hard to verify bio, <laughs> a lot of times you'll see that they're you know high rank or whatever came from that. Well, you know, I mean, and, and they can say, like, oh, well, no, no, they, we, I tested, I sh- did all my stuff in front of a board, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, right, come on, let's be real. Um, they, they did, let's see, uh, Ben says, struggling with that now, since they invited me to test next year. Any thoughts? <clears throat> um, I'd have to ask, first off, which sensei you're talking about? And then I'd have to say, why not? You're good. <laughs> uh, it, well, because you got promoted. Okay. Um, your sensei. Um, I would say, yeah. I mean, uh, and that brings up a very important point. Thanks, Ben. Uh, of, you know, we can file this under consider the source. Um, now, if, say, somebody who may have had have an agenda... <laughs> Had had come to you and said, uh, you know, hey, really? Uh, he said, I'm I'm commenting. And it's it's an aside comment to uh, the comment from Ben, folks. Um, 
uh, yes, then I would say yes. Um, wholeheartedly, yes. If you don't, I'll come and get my blood on you because I can't beat you. Yeah, you got to consider the source. Uh, you know, if there's somebody with some, you know, like some federation or whatever that's coming in and going, hey, we'll give you blah if you want to, you know, get promoted. Yeah, maybe not so much, but if it's, you know, like our regional director, like, like for example, the only I got promoted because I was at a black belt class one day, and you know, like my sensei, for those of you guys who don't know, lives in another state. I don't see him that often, you know, a couple, three times a year or whatever. And uh, <coughs> uh, our regional director. Was, uh, we were at a black belt ca- class, and he said, he looked at me and goes like, when were you promoted? And I told him when, and he goes like, I'm going to call your instructor. So, uh, you know, that's, you know, a very important point of, you know, you got to consider the source. If it's just somebody who's like, hey, I'll promote you. Yeah, maybe not so much, but if it's somebody who's, you know, in your food chain and that you really respect and, and stuff like that, and they say you're ready for promotion, and maybe you don't feel like you're ready for promotion, uh, I don't think it's wrong to say, like, you know, I don't feel like I'm ready. Um, and uh, if anything, it makes you look better because, you know, you, you, if it were the kind, if I were to say to somebody, hey, I'm going to, I think it's time for you to promote, and you say, I don't think I'm ready, I'll go say, I'll say why. Um, but, Chances are you're going to get promoted, so you might, as well, you might as well just suck it up, start saving up your money, right? Um, I think that um, you really should um, uh, consider it. Uh, again, you know, you got to consider the source. If it's your sensei, if it's somebody, you know, above your sensei or whatever, I'm sure, you know, it's 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 not just, you know, a random act, you know, so I, I would definitely say that, that you should absolutely think about it. Um, anyway, uh, but the other side of what I'm talking about, really, is, you know, getting it from association or a federation or something that's not really, doesn't really know that much about you, and that maybe you just kind of join. Like, you know, we have people, guys that go to, you know, the seminars with, you know, any of the, the big seminar guys, you know, Jeet Kundo guys, seminar, you know, Dan Inosanto or, you know, Bill Wallace or whatever, <coughs> and they get, you know, promoted in their their system, Um you know how much how much of that is you know just him acknowledging you know or whoever it is whoever's running the seminar acknowledging your ability but you know how much of that is also just you know hey it's a seminar so <laughs> you get something to take home it looks pretty cool he makes a couple extra bucks no harm no foul now i do know that a lot of these guys that that have their own systems and and run seminars and stuff like that do usually have a system because I mean they a lot of them usually have schools and instructors and stuff underneath them. So, um, <clears throat> but seeing somebody a couple times a year at a system, which you know we had that discussion several shows back about you know who's your sensei, and you know it's you know if it's a guy you see you know once or twice a year, but he's in your association, is that to me is different? It is different to me than to someone who you know you maybe see once or twice a year, but otherwise have no <laughs> contact with, you know, no sub-instructors, no nothing, you know, uh, there, you know, there's people who walk around and go like, look, I got this certificate from blah at this, you know, whatever, at a Gracie seminar or whatever, and I was like, well, yeah, but are you really a student of them? Nah, probably not so much. I don't think so. But then there, you begin your collection for being a multi-style master. Um, let's see, I'm checking the Twitter to make sure no one has tweeted me, nope, and no one has texted, uh, and actually, <laughs> I think, 
uh, we have gone on far and lot far enough, long enough. I think uh, we just had a couple more people hop on. That's nice. Um, a couple minutes ago, I guess uh, we had Ben, who, who's been on almost from the beginning. Thank you. Thanks everybody who tuned in. Again, um, again, we'll have this posted up uh, as a regular show, uh, and you guys can dig on it later if you choose. Um, <coughs> Would you mind playing your seminar? Yes, David, we will. I'll plug your seminar uh, in the seminar section that will be attacked on to the actual podcast that people will listen to, <laughs> as opposed to the you know five four of you that are that are here now. It'll be the people who've been listening to us all over the world. And by the way, might I add, we've had a ton of downloads. Uh, more people join the forum, as I said at the beginning, uh, and we've had some downloads in the last month that from places we never had had it from from. Chile and like Paraguay and you know our good friends in Denmark. Uh, we're still making inroads in, in Britain for some reason, but thank you guys in, in Britain for downloading us. Uh, New Zealand, um, uh, we, uh, Singapore, got a couple people in Singapore, uh, some people from Trinidad Tobago, as I said a couple shows ago. So uh, we're getting getting even more international up in this mother, as we say in the hood. So that's great, and it's all due to uh, people like the listeners putting the word out, and, um, you know, I would like to say, you know, my awesomeness, but, you know, we all know that's uh, that's not really true, is it? Anyway, uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. I want to thank all our listeners from, from uh, joining us. I want to thank uh, everyone who joined the forum in the last couple weeks, since we, I, I'd like to say, uh, rest in peace, Steve Jobs, we will miss you, and uh, remember to go to our sponsor, PiranaGear.com, and uh, tell them we sent you. And for my wayward co-host, Dan Williams, to all of you listening, and to all of you who will be listening on the recorded podcast, we'll talk to you all again very soon. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. Remember, you can help support this podcast by going to our sponsor, Piranha Gear. Go to piranagear.com and let them know Karate Cafe sent you. You can also support the show by donations. Go to KarateCafe.com, click on the support button, donate as much as you like, or as little as a dollar a show. That's all we ask. And as always, you can continue the conversation on the forums at KarateCafe.com. We'll talk to you again very soon.